is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Tough loss in L.A. against the Clippers. 108-100 was the final score. Welcome to the Raptors Game Night postgame show. Jim Taddy, Warren Ward, and Josh Lewenberg with you, taking you up until the top of the hour as we say hello to Thursday. And uh, hello to a, another tough Raptors loss, Warren. I mean, there's a big push at the end. There's I know there's chunks of the third and fourth quarter you wouldn't like, but but they did hit the gas and just came up. You know, there's a couple of shots that they could have dropped. Would have been a different story. Well, too little too late. And it seems to be the same, you know, reoccurring story that's been going on here with the Raptors. And I said at halftime, I thought the third quarter would be, you know, decisive. And it was, you know, they had a 34-point third. They started to make some shots. The Raptors turned the ball over. At that point in time in the third, they had 10 turnovers. And that led to 18 points for the Clippers. So just those timely mistakes, the buckets just weren't falling for the Raptors you know, the same way they were for the Clippers. And the Clippers just, they looked really, really good defensively. I'm I'm pretty sure that was yeah. their best defensive quarter um, in the third. And I think that's been the missing link for them. You know, we all know that, you know what, this team can score. That's easy. But the defense, that was the key. And, and you know, when they turned the ball over, excuse me, when, uh, when the Clippers turned the Raptors over, that's when the game really, really changed and it started to open up and we saw how comfortable they got. Kawhi looked looked really good. Uh, you know, Paul George started to get it going, and then obviously, um, you know, their bench started to get it going well. It's and the Raptors just, you know, they couldn't contend with that. It's it's just so unfortunate that most of these games is is like the same story. They they play well for a few quarters, especially in the start of the game, but they just cannot finish it out, and that's pretty much you know been the story of the season. Yeah, I mean, it, it was an extremely Raptors-y game, an extremely Raptors-y loss, and probably an extreme version of that, of what we've seen time and time again, where, as you mentioned, you fight and claw your way back in the last few minutes, but it's a little too little too late, and you come up and just think, okay, well, what if you turn that on a little bit earlier? What if you played that way in the second quarter, in the third quarter? Scotty Barnes takes things to another level late in the fourth quarter. The defense takes things to another level in the fourth quarter, but like... We've seen that in years past, too, right? Where it's like, okay, well, the Raptors are flipping the switch here, but the difference is this Raptors team is not good enough to get away with that, especially not against great teams on the road. And we've seen that all throughout the year is they've got to play harder than that for longer stretches in order to win games. And for whatever reason, that hasn't happened this season. But I'll also say in terms of the game script, when I say raptors game, you look at the game script, we know this is a Raptors team that wins the possession battle more often than not. Not only did they win the possession battle tonight, they smashed it. They took 25 more shots than the Clippers. And not only that, they outscored the Clippers 39 to 18 from beyond the arc, which is, I mean, that's not something you're used to seeing from the Raptors. But in terms of game script, like to take 25 more shots than your opponent and to hit 41% of your threes, 39 to 18 from beyond the arc is the discrepancy there. You're going to win that game 
90% of the time, maybe even more than that, for the Raptors to lose despite having that kind of advantage in terms of possession battle and in terms of three-point shooting, quite frankly, that's shocking in and of itself. Obviously, you look deeper and you see why it happened. You allow your opponent to shoot 55% from the field, including 70% inside the paint, while the Raptors... 21 for 53 inside of the paint. They left way too many points, way too many opportunities on the board tonight. Yeah, I agree with that. And the Clippers, what, shot 74% in the third quarter. If you go back to the second and third quarters, Raptors outscored 66-49. I mean, it just, you know, from from the from where we're watching this, you just saw the Clippers get bigger as the game went on and the Raptors wore down. I mean, it's a simple analysis. But, I mean, as, as you said earlier, Warren, I mean, this, this performance by uh, the Clippers, you look at it, guys off the bench, Gordon and Mann, just absolutely throttled the Raptors. Plumley was always always been a problem. He only played 17 minutes, but was noticeable. But but this uh, performance by the Clippers makes you wonder why they're they're struggling in the in the play-in. Well, I mean, the West is a lot tougher, and I mean, Josh pretty much summed it up perfectly. I couldn't agree more. Um, they're struggling because they them you know them themselves they haven't been consistent, and that's you know the name of the game in basketball. You you know you're you're gonna have to string things together not once twice, but you got to do it three, four times in a row. And, you know, we're seeing other teams around the league start to do that. You know, the Knicks, for example, they're starting to play a lot more consistently. And, and you know, look how long, you know, that's taken. So the Clippers, they, they you know, they changed a big, a big majority of their team um, at the halfway point, And it's starting to pay dividends. But no, the, the, the fact of the reality is, is that none of these teams have the luxury of having you know, 30, 40 games to play together. They got to do this and they got to do it now. So I I think in some, this game came down to desperation. And when I look at the second and third quarter, the Clippers just played, you know, a lot more desperate than the Raptors did. And the Raptors are not very good away from home. They're 12 and 21 now on the season. Uh, They're 32 and 24 at home. And it's, it just, it just shows in the record. And it's like I said, I sound like a broken record because we say, Almost the same things, maybe in a different way, but this has been kind of the story of the year. We haven't been able to play consistently for, you know, four quarters. The games that we have, um, you know, I think the Raptors have won, you know, but even even today, like, you know, like Josh said, I didn't even bring up the fact that they shot 25 more shots and still lost the game. So we can do everything right. Raptors can do all the yeah. things right, the, the, you know, but still, you know, wind up you know, losing a game. It took 25 more shots and made two fewer. Like I said, <laughs> not, not not easy to do. But, yeah, I mean, I think, listen, there are some similarities between these two teams. I think I you look at similar records. I, I think you could look at them and say both teams should be better than what they are, especially on the defensive end. Going into this game, actually, they were both tied for 17th in defensive rating. And you look at all the individual defensive talent on both teams, especially in terms of like the perimeter defenders on these teams. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, like you can run down the list. But today, I mean, you saw the upside of this Clippers team defensively. We didn't see it. We haven't seen it a whole lot for the Raptors this season. I mean, I think if you look at 
the Clippers and you project ahead, I, I mean, certainly if you're a Clippers fan right now, you're probably just focusing on the fact that, yes, as, as Warren mentioned, you're bringing in new pieces at the trade deadline. That's always a dangerous thing to do in terms of, like, it, it's going to take some time in order for these guys to gel and get on the same page. And even in terms of Kawhi and Paul George, those guys haven't played a ton together this year. Half of the Clippers games one of them missed you know so i think if you're a clippers fan you're probably focused in on that and saying okay well once these guys get together and and gel and figure it out like they're gonna be fine and we were talking about that before the game as well for the raptors i mean there's less reason i think for optimism just given the fact that the excuses are are gone like the, the the injuries they dealt with them early in the season for the most part they've been healthy here i think this is just i mean they are what they are they're they're a, an inconsistent team that can look really good on either end of the floor but and we've been saying this all year given their roster construction the fact that there isn't a lot of shooting on this team the fact that they don't have a ton of half court scoring and just based on the way they want to play, the way that they're designed to play, they've got to play really, really hard. They've got to be locked in and play really hard every night for most of the night to have a real chance to win. And when they're not doing that, it can get ugly really fast. So that's the thing is like for whatever reason, and it's hard to explain because I think for the most part last year, at least in the second half of last year, we saw a team that more often than not, was putting in the effort that they needed in order to win games. We haven't seen it enough this year, and that, to me, is the difference between a team that is trending upwards going into the latter part of the season, the stretch run, and ultimately the postseason, and a team that I think is still trying to figure out who they are and where they're going to end up, and that's where the Raptors are right now. Yeah, I I couldn't say that any better. I mean, you know, when you you think of last year's team, I'm not going to say got away with things, but but they were able to persevere and work through situations that this year's team just does not. And and I think uh, Warren, you'd agree with me that when we're talking about a Raptors win, we're talking about a nine-man rotation, and and you could just by looking at the box score and the numbers, you could you could see the contributions. Uh, when we're talking about a Raptors loss, you could look at the starters really playing hard and the bench not helping out as, as it should now Gary Trent Jr. tonight had seven points and, and he didn't start showing up offensively until the very end Boucher was good off the bench with 14 Precious Achua had a tough night and and Thad Young was only on for five minutes I mean that that's tough to win w- with the with lack of participation from everybody and you can you know that that's a good point and you, you can see it in the minutes played you know I think the Raptors are under pressure to win more games because you know they want to climb up I mean, the rankings, and I've said it, I thought optimistically, you know, speaking that, um, you know, that that would be the obvious thing that's going to happen. But unfortunately, it hasn't turned out that way. And you see now, it's almost as if it's a shorter rotation. He has more, you know, excuse me, well, not he, Nick Nurse has a lot more bodies available, but Precious Achua is playing less minutes, which means the trust just isn't there, right? And you're starting to see... Van Fleet now and Barnes, they're playing upwards of, you know, 40 minutes a game. When, when before, when, you know, you know, when the Raptors were more injured, they were playing those type of minutes and, and, you know, that's expected. But now that, you know, that like, that isn't the case, the, you know, the rotation should be different. And you got Scotty and Pascal both taking, you know, 21 shots tonight. That's, that's 
a little bit uncharacteristic of both of them. They don't really, especially Scotty. Scotty doesn't really shoot that many shots. I would expect, um, you know, Pascal to. But like I said, I, I think it just comes down to the trust, and the trust just isn't there. Even Jakob Pertl, as effective um, as he's been since he's been a Raptor, the Raptors are definitely better with him on the floor. He's not as effective as of late. And maybe it is the minutes that are starting to add up and the lack of a break. You know, all, all those things play a factor. And um, the fact that the Raptors have so many bodies, unfortunately, is now starting to become um, a bit more of an issue because now Coach Dick Nurse, I don't think he knows who he can go to to actually, you know what, get a win. Because we're just, you know, we're coming up close. Does it, it doesn't, well, excuse me, excuse me. You know, you know, like we're coming up short. Doesn't really matter who's, you know, who's on the floor at this point in time. Yeah, I'm happy you mentioned the benches, Tatman, because that that to me was a huge part of the story tonight. Is the discrepancy yeah. in, in the depth of these two teams? You have the Raptors, who like very early on, it felt like one of those games where okay, they're going to need a whole lot from their starters tonight if they're going to have any chance here, because Precious Achua comes into the game, he plays three minutes commits three fouls, misses a wide-open push shot in the lane, and then obviously he goes to the bench in foul trouble for the rest of the half. So you're relying on Thad Young playing backup center. You don't have Will Barton tonight. Gary uh, Trent Jr., as you mentioned, Taddy, it, it wasn't until the end of the third quarter that he scores his first points at the free-throw line. It's not until early in the fourth quarter that he hits his first bucket. So, And Trent, as we know, is such a streaky scorer. When he's on, he's on, and when he's not, he's not. So it, it really did seem early on like it was one of those nights where it was like, okay, well, you're probably not going to get very much from the bench. And the thing about this Clippers team, as we know, they are super deep. They were deep even before the deadline, and then they go and they, they add – Eric Gordon and Plumley and Bones Highland, who's not even in the rotation right now. That's and Norman Powell, who's not even playing right now. Like that's the the depth just goes on and on and on for this team. And we were talking at halftime, and and it was basically the Kawhi show at that point. And we were saying, okay, well, how do you slow down Kawhi? But the thing is, like that was probably the winning game plan. You could live with that, shutting down or at least neutralizing just about everybody else on the team that was what the Raptors did through 24 minutes but then you look at the end product and all of a sudden it's like okay well Paul George ended up having a game he had a really big second half Zubats was uh, really effective I thought in the second half around the rim the bench contributed Terrence Mann and Eric Gordon with the threes Plumley gave them good minutes so at that point it becomes really hard to match up when as Warren mentioned you're overworking your starters those guys are justifiably exhausted towards the end of the game when they're trying to make their run fake comeback whatever you want to call it and the Clippers can spread things around or getting contributions from everybody that was a major difference tonight between the two teams Totally agree. Just on the way out, man, off the bench, 29 minutes, 14 points, and you're thinking probably all three of us are thinking you remember every bucket because he was 6 of 7. He only <laughs> missed one. That's why. <laughs> Final score, 108-100 for the Clippers over the Raptors. This is Raptors game night on TSN 1050. Raptors game night. Jim Taddy, Warren Ward, Josh Lewenberg with you, 108 100 Clippers went over the Raptors, who are now four games into a road trip and stand at one and three. Nick Nurse postgame on tonight's defensive effort. I don't. It was um, it was probably 
I mean, it wasn't the greatest defensive effort in the world, but it was pretty good, right? It was pretty good, and I just, I just didn't think again. Offensively, we shot made enough. I know, I know. At the half, I think we were something like um, eleven for thirty-one or two from in the paint. Like, not bad shots. You know, they aren't point blankers, but they're pretty good space. Eight to ten, six feet. You know, a lot of, a lot of kind of putbacks that you mentioned. Just not, just not going in. I just didn't think we shot made nearly good enough to keep up with them. Yep. Yeah, there there was only I would say it was a, there was a there was a little stretch I thought um, I want to say it was in the third Doug where I thought we came down and had good shot good shot we finally started getting it out from the paint to to catch and shoot threes and then we had two in a row that I thought were kind of mid range not great actions that didn't go and that you know it kind of it kind of was at. It was kind of back to five or six, and then all of a sudden it was back to like nine or eleven again after two, you know, not not such good possessions. I mean, we have to take some of those there, but we certainly got to explore and 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 get an action in there too. But um, yeah, I just think that from in the paint in, we didn't finish near good enough. The, uh, what did you think how you did against George and Leonard? Like neither of them really got out. Well, um, we did pretty good. Mike, I mean, you know, pretty good. I thought we, I thought we certainly um, made them work for their twenty, right? The only, the only probably complaint I have late is Kawhi got kind of straight line downhill a little bit on us late. That that probably, I mean, take take those four or five straight line drives out of there, and and then it looks even, you know, really good. I think so, pretty good. Yeah. Nick Nurse post game, so uh, you know the the defense was there, the, the shot making wasn't, and one sort of sets up the other, doesn't it? That's what it is, man. This game is all about buckets, Tap Man. As you know, you got to put the <laughs> ball in the rim. Don't really matter. Good offense will always beat good defense. Take it from me. Didn't really play much defense, but I can score. So I t- I tell you, I'll tell you that you got to put the ball in the rim. And no, no, in, in all seriousness, eleven for thirty one as. Uh, as Coach Nick Nurse said, it's just not going to cut it. And if you're getting good looks from about 10 feet in, you know, those ones, you just got to knock them down. You got to have those if you're going to have any sort of chance because, you know, as, as as I said, as that third and, well, mostly second, late second, but third quarter, especially as the game went on, we saw the Clippers start to get a lot more comfortable. The Raptors started to turn the ball over. And because of that, um, you know, the Clippers were able to, you know, execute down the stretch, you know, just better. And a lot of that came down to them just making more shots. Yeah, it it feels like a missed opportunity. I mean, certainly missed opportunities within the missed opportunity, right? A lot of shots, as as Nurse talked about, that you normally make that you miss, and then all of a sudden you you lose a game that seemed at least at one point pretty winnable. And overall, zoom out a little bit and look at these last two games, game in Denver, a game in L.A. against the Clippers. They're not favored in either of those games, but both of them were games that they could have won, and they needed to win just based on where they're at right now. I mean, the clock is ticking. There's 15 games left to play at this point. 
especially with Brooklyn now getting hot and winning three games, I believe, in a row. The the chances of climbing up to sixth place and avoiding the play-in altogether, while not impossible, that's looking more and more unlikely. So now it's about jockeying for a position in the play-in race because really, like, any any extra spot that you can climb makes a difference. I like their chances of getting out of the play-in and making the playoffs a whole lot better if they find a way to, to squeeze into the 7-8 bracket where you only have to win one out of two play-in games as opposed to being 9 or 10 and having to win twice especially if they fall to 10th and have to win twice on the road so things are really really tight here again with 15 games left to play they have a very slim half game lead on Washington for ninth place Uh, they're a game and a half behind Atlanta for eighth two games behind Miami for seventh they've got really crucial games with Mm -hmm. Washington and Miami at home coming up later in the month but the game that they've got on Friday a big one as well they don't have to travel very far fortunately they play the Lakers in what I'm still going to call Staples Center Uh, but (laughs) another tough one even without LeBron James right the Lakers I believe they've won six of eight they're playing well Anthony Davis has been a monster recently so and a highly motivated team because they're also in the play and mix in the Western Conference same as the Clippers were tonight so they've got to be a lot sharper and play a whole lot better on Friday because that's a win they need they can't go one and four on this road trip are you saying Josh they can't be cryptic at the (laughs) crypto.com no you're not okay good I'm not saying it but I'm glad you did (laughs) okay guys and guess guess what time it is I'm gonna give you both the yeah, the rest of the night off. Hey. You've been very good tonight. It's bedtime. You're, yeah. Well, it is. No, I said it best, man. I'm out. <laughs> okay. We'll come back and wrap it up next. This is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. Today on Hey Culligan, smooth skin and soft hair comes from where? Here's Mike. Hey Culligan, I've tried every conditioner, lotion, and body wash known to man, and my skin still feels like sandpaper. It could be your water, Mike. Oh, that's harsh. More like hard water. Are you interested in smart, high-efficiency water softeners from Culligan Water? Huh? Want baby smooth skin and soft, luxurious hair? <laughs> yeah, can you hurry? I have a date tonight. We're already on the way, Mike. Let us help you out with the free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.ca. Hi, Zach here from Speedy Glass. Got a chip in your windshield? Don't wait until it spreads. Get it repaired now by Speedy Glass Experts. Why? Because it's $0 if you're insured for glass damage. And we offer one of the most reliable windshield repair services on the market in less than 60 minutes. Save time and money without compromising quality. Book your appointment today at speedyglass.ca. Certain conditions and exceptions apply. Details at speedyglass.ca. Speedy Glass Repair. Speedy Glass Replace. We order the steel piping that is manufactured by the plant, that creates the jobs, that support the families, that include the neighbor who walks your dog. Canada's oil and gas industry has a positive impact in Ontario that may not be obvious. 71,500 jobs and an $8.1 billion contribution to Ontario's economy. Find out more reasons you can feel good about Canada's oil and gas at madethecanadianway.ca. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. Well, it still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or just go to eBay Motors and get it right the first time. When you see the green check, you know that part's going to fit. 
air filters, brakes, headlights. eBay Motors has millions of parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. People come to Canada for many reasons. No matter where they're from or why they're here, a warm Canadian welcome can make a difference. There are many ways to make a newcomer feel at home. A friendly greeting, an introduction to neighbors, or a simple offer of help getting settled into your community. Visit canada.ca slash warm dash welcome to find out how. Message brought to you by the Government of Canada. Where can you find the perfect smartphone? The source, of course. Create incredible content with a camera designed to capture moments in any light. Enjoy your favorite shows with a phone that unfolds to a larger screen or game on the go with controllers that attach to your phone. The Source has you covered with the latest smartphones and network advice to help them perform at their best. Ready to upgrade your smartphone experience? Visit us in store to shop the latest smartphones, accessories, and take advantage of this week's special offers. Head to thesource.ca to find the store nearest you. Raptors game night, so that's two straight losses, one in Denver, one in L.A. against the Clippers, as the Clippers win tonight 108-100. They're 1-3 on the five-game road trip, which ends Friday night in Los Angeles again, this time against the Lakers. Some numbers there. You heard Nick Nurse talk about those in-tight shots, the the, the easy ones that, that should have dropped that didn't. And the frustrating part about that is it's not just one shot. Sometimes it's two or three on the same drive, which really puts a dent in things. So the Raptors hope to regroup and get it done against the Lakers on Friday night. We're going to pick up the Raptors story next week, Tuesday, when they're at home to Denver. In the meantime, we'll resume the Maple Leaf story Saturday at 6 when the Leafs are at home to Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. Join us for that then. Thanks for stopping by on Raptors game night on TSN 1050.